Howdy, welcome to the Laptop Empire Show. I'm here with the great Bobo, as always, with his new setup. I think was it last episode that you still had like the blank wall and like you were you were pretty much just beijing into the wall. I I don't know if it was the last one. I had butcher paper up for a long time. Because honestly, yeah, like we to do this, that. it was uh it it took a long time to figure out how to do it, like just to get the frames right and to get them on the right place in the wall. And like I'm not a handy I wouldn't consider myself a handyman. <laughs> so like uh, there was, there was a lot of like, like one of them, you can't see it, but one of them's all jacked up. Cause it's like, uh, I put the hole in the wrong place and everything, but I got it. I got it almost done. It's still, there's still a couple of uh, sneakers that need to go up on the top. And then I got to do some touch up paint. The top, right. Uh, it's like, you can't see it, but it's like the two above me. I need oh, to add two there specs. Well, I guess it would be to oh, your left. Yeah. There's the white specs over the corner. Yeah, there, that's probably that one. I, I jacked I jacked one up really bad, but it's almost there. I'm trying to do it to where because I am going to replace my desk. I have this like presidential, massive desk that my wife got me from Pottery Barn, um, that I want to get rid of, and I just want to do a normal standing desk. So my goal is to have it to where I, I, when I stand up, it's like the the next layer of the same like sneakers so, and albums and stuff. So you won't see the tabletop behind you. You won't see like the knickknack table thing behind me, but you'll still see all the same background and everything. So. Um, I don't know if I'm going to actually record that way. Have I used one? Yeah, I did. When I first started, when I first quit my teaching job, I had a standing desk. I actually liked it. I did find myself like leaning over on the desk a lot because I didn't actually have a chair. (laughs) So uh, my setup now is like, I got this chair. It's called a core 360. It's a QOR 360 for anybody that's wheelchair. Yeah. So it's, it's this, uh, it's called active sitting, but it basically forces you to move around the entire time, but it's more like a stool than a chair. Um, and it, it goes up pretty high. So my, I think I've kind of gotten used to that. And so I think between a standing desk and having that, like, I just want to move more. That's one of the things that uh, this year I'm trying to just, I know I didn't realize how much I sit until I got this chair because I'm sore every day. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to do the new setup, trying to I don't know. I've got another podcast set up that I'm going to do. That's the next project. So I'm going to have like alternate setups. Yeah. I'd so like to cool. record in that chair right there, but I got to like rearrange the mic situation in order to pull that off. So. That's the the part. Yeah. Cause I'm going to, I want, you said that and I was like, dude, I want to do that too. Cause that'd be cool if like, sometimes we were just sitting, you know, doing the, the yeah. sitting style of recording. Um, but I, I feel don't like know. Lighting would be better too. Cause I've got this beautiful mm-hmm. view situation, which is yeah. beautiful, but you can't see it here. Yeah. You don't get the justice here. Uh, but I don't know how to do the microphone and like, am I going to have to have a second video set up? I'm not really sure if somebody yeah. knows anything about that. You can tell me in the comments if there's like a good I've way to do that. Stand. But I've got a, it looks like this, this is a camera stand or it's like a phone. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Tripod, but I have one that's like a tripod boom thing that I can mm-hmm. use over there. I don't know that it would hold this mic. I might have to use one of the other ones, but yeah, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I want to be able to touch the mic. You know how all, all the podcasts, like you said, Joe Rogan touches his mic all the time. He's always moving around. When I touch yeah. this one, it it makes sound and it makes me mad. So like, but I also don't have the shock mounted 
So I'm getting there. Like, I feel like, you know, finally like six years into seven years into yeah. doing this online business thing, like finally starting to get dialed in with the tech a little bit, but still have a little ways to go. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like the look of this one. I feel like I'm on a radio show. I need one of those banners. It does look cool. That's kind of, I want, I don't know if I want something necessarily like that when I'm sitting. Cause it's just, it's, it makes sense for you right here, but there's a lot going on and it's like a top mounted one. So I want, I don't know. And then I, I've got these would, other mics too. Like I would rather lot. have this, like if I could have a floor mounted version of this mm-hmm. for by the chair, because I like the chunkiness and how it comes over. I think that'd be nice. But, yeah. and you see that in shows, like when people are on couches and stuff, like whatever. But <clears throat> what I don't like about it is if I'm recording at my desk, this takes up so much space in like a YouTube video. And right. So, so I would rather have like what you have. That's like, a, Oh, this a, like, yeah. Stand like on a stand the problem. I run into, like, I have one of those kind of, but it's more like a stick. It's more like a tiny boom, but I have a, my desk is actually a, um, a, a drawing table, like an architect's drafting table. It's not a desk. So it's higher. Mm-hmm. And that then makes sense. my chair, my chair is low. And it's old, so it doesn't go up. And that's why you always hear me like creaking, but I just love this, this chair. So it's like, I need a, I need a higher chair. I probably need like a drafting table stool <laughs> and then that would be better. Um, you could get the core 360 and just be in like, be miserable the entire time that you're sitting. <laughs> to me though, I don't know. That to me seems like using one of those, what they call BOSU balls or it's like yeah, the yoga ball, or whatever. ball, except like less awkward looking. It's like a exercise ball in disguise. Like that doesn't like, I don't know. I want to go on walks. Like I, I want to go continue going. That's why I'm like in a hoodie right now. Cause I'm like actually working out before I came here and didn't have time to shower. So right. nobody can smell my stink over the podcast, thankfully. Um, but I don't yeah, really appreciate that. I want the chair exercise. It's a weird thing, man. I, I when So Robert, who was on the podcast, last episode or when, I don't know if, if you've been okay. watching the podcast, you've, you've met Robert. Robert's a pretty fit individual. Like he did, you know, he's, he doesn't drink. He's very, uh, yeah. he's like way into the, uh, he takes like all these like liver supplements and stuff. I wouldn't say he's into liver King, but he is into to like the, that stuff, like the carnivore sure. MD diet and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he talked about it. Cause I got this chair and he was like, I don't think you're going to like that chair. And I was like, why do, why do you think that? And he was like, I, when you sit, like, you just want to be able to like sit and rest and relax and stuff. And he was like, if you do, he's like, I've done those active chairs and stuff. And like, you don't, you want to be able to separate working out and working. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went into it thinking I was not going to like this chair. Um, and I will say it is not the most comfortable. It needs more cushion on the butt. Cause it, it feels like you're riding like a bicycle, right. um, you know, and you like the first week, like my, my butt was sore, um, just getting off this thing, but I do like it. Cause I feel like it keeps me a little bit more active. Well, obviously active, but it keeps me on mind a little bit more. I, I have to move. I've got like ADHD or something. And if I don't move, I just zone out. So it's helped me there. And I've, I, I've gotten used to it. I think the only thing that, that still kind of sucks is that like sometimes my neck and back, and I think this is because I've got a weak neck and back, <laughs> like sometimes they're sore at the end of the day. Um, but it's been better than just sitting in my chair that I had. I still have it in my office, but it was like this very pillowy, soft kind of like, like this forces me to sit upright. So anyway, right. long story short, if you're looking at a chair like this, I would, they have a 60 day money back guarantee. 
Uh, it's qr360.com. I would check it out. It's not cheap. It's like four or 500 bucks. Um, but I've been pleasantly surprised with it so far. I feel like it would be good for like meetings, maybe for recording like this. Yeah, it's good. You know, so that way, especially when, you know, we're in different types of meetings. There's meetings where like we're hands on like strategizing. And then there's meetings where we're kind of, you know, we're there and other people. Yeah, just kind of hanging out. Stuff. Yeah. And like, I feel like it'd be very good in those situations, maybe even recording, just like helping you focus. But I don't know that I would want another thing when I'm trying to like, do focused work i'd have to like switch between chairs yeah yeah i could see that i i don't know it, overall i've been i i just really this year i'm trying to like really optimize how i work because i've never cared about that before um and i've, I've never really put time into it like this desk isn't hasn't been great like my monitor setup hasn't been great for a long time so like this year i'm like you know what i need to take this more seriously um uh, just because i want to get to the next level i guess i don't know sounds probably dumb so not really i mean i don't know is it so is that going as far as like you're like really looking at am i sleeping right am i getting the right nutrients am i getting you know the right exercise like are you focusing on like those kind of things or is it just like the environment that it's clean that it's the right things Uh, it's it's kind of both to work well i'd say this now because i'm i'm doing uh, dry january right now which that i mean honestly like that's been a a pretty like eye-opening kind of revelation for me like uh the first week like every time i would get really stressed out i was like i'd want some wine or something like i I would have like a craving like go drink some wine or every time i cooked um, I would, cause I love drinking wine and cooking. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. And just doing that in the evening, listen to some music, cooking, um, uh, after a week and I'm like 10 days in now <laughs> after a week that went away. So that was really interesting. Uh, and now I've had like no, no desire to drink. So that's been one of the things like, I really want to be better about that this year is like not to, I'm not going to like stop drinking altogether. Cause I, I really enjoy like good wine and beer. I, you know, I like alcohol. Um, but I do want to cut back a lot. And I I think that that would be better for my sleep. So as a result, I've been sleeping a lot better so far. Have you noticed that yet? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed okay. it the first, I'd say the first three or four days, I didn't really notice anything, but now um, I'm definitely sleeping. Like I go to sleep and then I wake up when it's like five or six, which is about when I normally wake up anyway. So um, I haven't been used back before like in <laughs> December and previously I was waking up multiple times through the night. And I've always done that. Um, but th- I'm starting to like sleep through the night. It's not like a cure all though. I wouldn't say that I feel like a thousand percent better. I just feel a little bit better. You know, it's like, I feel, you know, I feel a little bit more refreshed when I wake up. It's easier to just like get out of bed and go. Um, so there's been that I am counting calories. I'm not on all the seed oil and all that kind of stuff yet. I see a lot of that stuff where it's like, don't do seed oils and don't do this. And I, I'm just trying to like eat less eat a lot of protein, walk a lot. I went on a two mile walk this morning and then I do like, I've been doing pushups every day. Like, um, I do minimum 50 pushups a day. I do just body weight stuff. I'm going to go to the gym later today. So I'm trying, you know, I'm not trying to like change my life or anything, but I am trying to, you know, I'm 34 now. Like I'm, I'm, I've, I've felt like at the end of last year as my son, he's two and he, it was getting a little hard to like get on the ground with him and, like do mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've never been very flexible, but I, I want to get better at those things. <laughs> you know, like 
I just yeah. want to be able to play a little bit better and just feel better. I don't know. Just feel, so anyway, I'm, yeah. I don't know. That's a long answer for your question, but I'm doing a, I'm doing some of those things. Yes, but I'm not like going hardcore. Cause I don't think that that's actually sustainable for me to just jump all the way in and do yeah. it. You know, we talked last episode about like breaking points and how mm-hmm. that can like change you things like that. And it's kind of interesting as you were thinking about that. Cause I'm turning 35 in a month. Mm. maybe mm. maybe five weeks i don't know a little i don't know when this episode's coming out but <clears throat> soon and you know what really changed everything for me was when i turned 25 like i really started to get fit i was mm. in about the same shape i am now <laughs> so it didn't last 10 years later yeah um, but i got really really fit and launched my first business off the back end of that, like helping everybody else because I had such a huge transformation. So, and maybe I start, I think I started a little before I was 25, but I remember like the big changes that year was the year I turned 25. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. I hadn't, I just thought about that right now because I'm like really getting back in, into the working out, like here in my, my home garage and lifting again. And the big thing I did was like, I'm just, I'm just power lifting, like, and I'm keeping it really simple and lower weight. And I just thought about like what, uh, I need to cancel my gym membership because I'm not going, it's like too difficult. Like the timing, like I got to drop my kids off and then I have to wait an hour to go there. And it just eats up so much time that I end up yeah. not wanting to go, not because I don't want to go, but because I don't want to like have the dead time in my day. So I'm like, yeah. well, what do I need to do <clears throat> to just like step out my garage door and go work out? And one of the things was like, okay, if I just show up and I'm not committed to like, like I have a workout, but I'm like, if I don't have time to do the whole thing, that's fine. Cause I'm prioritizing bigger lifts first. Like that's what I do. And then I'm doing like something that I enjoyed. Like I actually enjoyed power lifting. That was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed Olympic lifting back then too, but I know that if I tried to do that today, I would probably something (laughs) yeah so but so i'm just like going out and i'm like okay it's fun i'm gonna go pick up heavy things and put them down um but i wonder you know there's something to that too i'm like 10 years later like okay i have a lot to show for it and it kicked off and changed a lot of things in my life but really i had a good three-year run and then health-wise and then my wife and i started having kids and i've mostly been out of shape since then you know, I kind of put on the, the, what is that called? Like the, the sympathy weight and then she lost it and I didn't. And so it's like, okay, let's, let's take care of that. I was, this is a Joe Rogan thing. I I saw, this was a TikTok clip actually, which I want to talk about, talk about TikTok later. Cause we were talking about that before the podcast, but, um, I saw this clip and it was this guy that was talking about like when, and I I wish I could, this I'm going to butcher this when, women get pregnant, the male, you start producing, it starts with a P, I can't remember the name of it, but you start producing yeah, a, it's a chemical a hormone or chemical that, ca- that causes you to drop testosterone and causes you to put weight on. And, and he was saying that the theory is it's to prepare, like as a male, it's to prepare you for like the long sleepless nights where you have to like protect your family. Yep. And I thought that was fascinating. Cause like I had been thinking, I did a podcast with Rambier, um, who used to be my fitness coach and and you know him really well. He was your fitness coach too. 
and we were talking about that. And he was like, is the dad thing real? Cause he's not, he's not a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, what did you think about that? Like, did you, did you feel like you gained weight? And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I actually tracked calories and stuff when my wife was pregnant and I didn't eat a ton of stuff, but I still gained weight. Like it was just, mm-hmm. it just happens. It was really frustrating. And then I lost it. Um, but I guess where I was going with all that is like, I've gone through that too. It's just interesting. Like how, the, how, I don't know. It's like, you can, it's very hard to avoid. I, I haven't, I don't know if I've met a dad that has gone through that and not gained any like sympathy weight or whatever, whatever it is, whether it's biological or, or habit wise, but it, yeah. it does kind of suck, you know? Well, and I will say beyond the weight thing, there is something to like when your kid is born, mm-hmm. you, you kick into a different gear where you are able to survive with heightened stress and lower sleep and all of those kind of things. Like yeah. think if you think about that, <clears throat> you're you're able to like when you have the newborn, you're able to function on so much less sleep and be so much more uh, I don't know what the word is, like actively awake when you need yeah, to be awake. Yeah. Um more so than normal. <clears throat> and so like uh, you know you're just able to pop up and like be alert. That's the word I was looking for. Like you're able to be alert, take care of what you need to, and then fall right back asleep. Whereas like now, you know, my kids are seven, five and about to be three. If I get woken up in the middle of the night, because like my daughter's crying, which happened last night, I'm not alert. I'm trying not to run into things on the way to her room, which is on the other side of the house. So it's it's impossible with toys and stuff. (laughs) Um, And then it's harder if you do get all the way alert, it's harder to go back to sleep. So I do think, I mean, the body's an amazing thing, man. And like being a parent changes your life. I think, I really do think it changes your body and your chemical makeup and the way you function. And, you know, we're just, we're an amazing machine. So um, I definitely, I think it's a, I've felt those things like not intentionally, like I was fit when Cooper was born Um, Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, or yeah, I started to get unfit, I guess, right before he was born. Yeah. What's interesting for me, I, I was way out of shape. Like back when we first started working together, I weighed like 200 pounds, which for me, I'm 5'10". Like that's, I, I shouldn't weigh 200 pounds. <laughs> so, um, but I lost like 20 pounds working with, with Rambier. And then relatively, I've been able to keep that off for like five years. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I slide up to 183. Like when I start to feel fluffy, I slide up to 183, but I haven't been able to get to like what I really should be uh, is probably something like 168 ish, mm-hmm. like high one sixties. And I have not been able to do it only because I haven't actually, <laughs> I, I get to this point where I'm like, I don't really feel fat. So I don't, right. I stop going. Um, and I can just coast. Cause I know like if I eat like these things, I can just kind of coast for a long time, but this time I'm going to actually try to get at least into like you know, 170 range, which I think it, honestly, if I'm not drinking, I think I can <laughs> like, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't consider, I'm not like an alcoholic or anything, but I do. I mean, when business gets really stressful, like I, I go to the beer, you know, I'll, I'll crack a beer open at night and like drink a, a beer or two for sure. Um, so I'm trying to stop doing that. So anyway, I think that, I think that I'll lose quite a bit of weight just based on that alone. I've already seen it. I've already lost like four pounds in the last week. <laughs> like, which that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. water weight, but you know, so, well, that's interesting. I mean, do you, do you feel like your decision to kind of like, I'm going to take care of this? Like, is this a new year's 
thing where you're like, it's mm-hmm. a new year and this is what I want to focus on? Or does the timing just happen to be you were wanting to make these changes? And- <laughs> well, I'd say it's kind of twofold. The, the drinking thing is is only because the Millennium Money Man team wanted to do dry January and something like that. I'm it's way easier for me to like get on board and like really, it's kind of like accountability, I guess. I don't know. Right. It's like, we check have in, doing it. have a group doing it and it's fun. It's like, we're trying to see who survives the longest and not everybody has survived to this point. <laughs> it's like, we're, it's, we're down to like two people. Um, but that's made it a lot easier. And then on the other stuff about like the work stuff and all of that, like, I don't know, I just want to get to the next level just as an entrepreneur in the, in the business and everything. And like, I felt like this is the year that, I finally have enough things I feel like in place to where I want to get to that next place and I can. And so just like leveling up equipment and caring more about those things, I think is like caring about the background and, and, and just right. more, you know, I don't know, more care for my craft. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. I, it's not anything that like I consciously even decided it's just something kind of like flipped like a switch a little bit. It was like, I need right. to, I need to do this stuff. So I, I don't know what caused it to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, I think did. that that's, <clears throat> that's good because I think when it's like a more natural, like I feel the urge to make this change and like take yeah. actions, which you're already doing versus, oh, I want to do this. This is my new year's resolution. Like there's a reason that those things don't work. You know, yeah. I, always, <laughs> I always tell my fitness people, January is not your best month. March is your best month mm. because when people, <clears throat> everybody's excited in January but the people that are really feeling the pain of needing to lose weight or anything, they are yeah. much more likely to buy in mid February through March when, okay, I wasn't able to sustain it. I don't right. want this to be another year where I don't achieve anything. So um, <clears throat> I think like, you know, having that like, Hey, I'm just kind of, these are the things that I'm doing. Uh, yeah, it's good. But you yeah. also have clarity about where you want to go. Like you're really focusing on content this year and you're doing a lot of recording and video. So like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, that was a big part of it too. I, I do think with both businesses, like a, it's kind of gotten to the point where now it's like a, we've got products, we've got funnels, we've got all these things. Like the only thing that's, I feel like missing in, in both businesses is just like audience. We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's like, that's just yeah. the thing that's like, okay, this is the glaring gap of yeah. something that needs to be addressed. And there's other things in business for sure that could be addressed, but like the, that's the thing where it's like, I've just seen so many of these, these people that don't really know what they're doing, blow up on social media. And I'm like, sure. You know, it's like, dang, what if they were putting people into like legit funnels and what if they actually knew, like if they did the, yeah. how many people do the level of tracking that we do? Like, which, right. you know, I don't, I'm, well, it's not even something I can't go into detail. We do a ton of tracking um, to, you know, user journey stuff and and how people, I know how people interact with the websites, like all of those things, like nobody even does that stuff, you know? So it's like, we've got this we foundation do, built. We do less than we could. Like there's so many oh, things dude, that you can do so with tracking technology that we're just like, well, we're not crossing that line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like just like sucking people's email out of the ether, like, you know, yeah. stuff that's like not you're not supposed to do. And, you know, we're not going to do, but it's, it's pretty, uh, there's a lot you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all the things like you're scared about, like them listening to you (laughs) messenger and all that, like that stuff's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of TikTok, um, they, uh, so we were talking about this earlier, so I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit. So you've been going pretty hard on TikTok. I say pretty hard. You've been putting like a, what a video day, like that's not hard, but Uh, you've been clearly doing it a lot. 
I started experimenting with it <clears throat> this summer mm-hmm. and I went through probably eight accounts <laughs> and yeah. I got I got shadow banned a couple of times, kind of pushing the edges on some things, trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Um I also, you know, there's this kind of idea out there that if your account is <clears throat> you can start an account and not perform well and you can delete it and start another account and then that one pop off pretty immediately and I've seen that with Facebook advertising accounts. So I know that there, those kind of things actually happen in this world. So I experiment with that a little bit, but yeah, I started in the summer, um, kind of got tired of it and stopped. And then I would say I, I started my current account and was like, I'm really going to try this around mid, maybe third week of October. Um, and I was just like, okay, I've learned a lot. Like, let's develop a strategy based on what I've learned and like, let's go implement it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it took me uh, four to five weeks to hit a thousand followers and be able to get, you know, my link in my profile. Right. Um, but I ended up hitting ten thousand followers in under sixty days. So it literally was like a thousand, and then boom. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then I and I was doing about a post a day. Um, was not super active over the holiday, so um, I was maybe doing like four a week, so maybe every other day. Yeah. Um, but like. So I'm sitting about today is what are we today? Today's January 10th. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sitting about 14,000 followers. So I think it's 14.8. Um, I looked earlier. It was oh, something really? like that. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, cool. scrum. Yeah. yeah. So um, but I I and I will say, like, I've I have had a video hit a million views. Um it is was that on TikTok. I was looking for that one. I didn't see it on there. Yeah, it's uh it's down a ways. Um, I did have one video hit a million views. It is not the bulk of my uh, subscribers. I think it's maybe 3000 of them. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> the bulk of my subscribers are coming from just like the regular, content, regular stuff, you know, yeah. like I've got videos that have 10,000 subscriber, you know, 10,000 views that have given me 300 subscribers. Right. Like, so, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been interesting, but um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing with it. A, like, I really, I, I say like I started posting third week of October, but the reality is like, I was doing a lot of experimental stuff yeah, with other yeah. accounts that weren't successful back this last summer, um, just to kind of figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. There is, I, I sent you a video, um, and I don't, I don't know who the guy is. I mean, we can put up the video. Alex Ramosi just gained 1.2 million followers in the past six months alone. Well, it breaks down into three secrets, which are testing, being crazy visual, and scaling high-quality videos. Um, yeah. But I, I basically, he was just talking about how Hormozy got big on on his uh, all of his social channels and all of that. Um, and we're about to, Millennial Money Man, we're about to roll out a social strategy. Like, I haven't really, you know, I do things here and there, but I've kind of realized over time, like, I'm not very good at just putting out content the way that I used to be good at putting out content when I first started the site. Um, And so now it's going to be more structured, but we are going to put out like three or four pieces of content per day on almost all of the platforms. And we're just going to roll that out, like starting today pretty much. Um, But I was asking about it because like he was basically saying TikTok and Inst or no, I'm sorry, TikTok and Twitter Twitter. are what you should test a bunch of content on. And then Mm -hmm you take that content, whatever wins, and then you put it on like Instagram and YouTube. And so I was just trying to figure out your way up on the algorithm stuff. Like you, you study it a lot and you talk about it a lot. And I was like, is this still good information? Cause we were talking about it in the other team, but like you said something really interesting about how TikTok works. And I know we don't, we don't have a ton of time, but can you just kind of tell people what you told me? 
just well what part was interesting because i said a the lot. way that the tick well, basically like the <clears throat> you said that tiktok is not a good testing platform because of the way that the algorithm works and because of like the gateways oh. that you hit and how your video that hit a million views like the way that it happened like you were essentially saying like this is yeah. not good because of the way that this works so i think like to back up a second i know a lot of when i was sending you the messages i watched the video you talked about and you were asking like is this outdated or is it up to date? And I was saying like, it's not outdated, it's accurate information, but it's overly simplified and misses a lot of the nuance of the platforms. And it matters, like you need, we're in a spot where like you can create short form content and you can post it to TikTok, Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, and just kind of put it across everything. And you're gonna have some success with that, but that strategy is going to work way more better or way better, not way more better. <laughs> it's going to be way like more effective. It that way. <laughs> it's going to be way more effective for the established YouTuber or the Alex Hormozis because they already have a following. And so therefore their content is going to get pushed a little bit further on every platform at the beginning. TikTok is interesting because it is the only one that is 100% engagement-based the time that you post does not matter really like your follower count and that stuff doesn't matter to an extent with like one exception and and i'll get into that in a second so basically the basics of how it works out is when you post a video to TikTok, they are going to almost immediately show it to 50 to 250 people let's say 100 150 250 they're going to show it to these people and then based on your watch time and your engagement, you're going to either pass a threshold or not. And if you pass the threshold, they're going to send it, show it to more people. That won't happen immediately though. So a lot of times you'll see a video and it might show like five, 10, 15 views. And then five minutes later, it shows 250. And then two hours later, it starts to grow. And that could be a slow trickle, or it could be an explosion to 10,000 views. And it's because they've found, okay, you're getting good watch time and you're getting a percentage of engagement. And so from what I've been able to tell, like if you're getting a 10%, higher than 10% engagement to views, right? So 10 views for one engagement being a comment or a like or a share or whatever, but mostly likes like that, not that the likes are not more important comments and shares are more important, but like I'm basing the 10% on likes. Like if you have 700 views, then you should have 70 likes or more. <clears throat> so if you have that in conjunction with very good watch time, then it's probably going to go up. Now, if you're doing a video that's five to 10 seconds, you're looking at 100% watch time or better plus that 10%. So like they're looking for these thresholds in order to push your content. And then it goes to another one. It might go to a thousand and then 2000 and then 10,000. And so you tend to see this. And so like the video that I had go viral, um, you know, the first time it hit 10,000 and then there was like nothing for a while. And then all of a sudden it went to 50 and then nothing for a week. And like, I remember it getting up it was my first one across a hundred thousand. And then obviously everything after that, it was at a quarter million and it stayed there for two weeks. And then all of a sudden it went on another run. Um, so when you post like you're, you're testing, like it's, 
you're trying to see what works, but it's kind of like, that's the process of like how videos are displayed and, and determines what your views are. It has nothing to do with your subscribers and everything like that. The way that it can get modified is that what I've noticed from other accounts and from my own is once you start to have videos hit, and once you start to get more followers, your threshold goes up. Now your videos aren't hitting 250, they're hitting 500. Now every video is hitting 1,000. Now every video is hitting 2,000. Like the average views of every video, including the bad ones, goes up. And so when that happens, you're able to hit a, heart, a bigger segment and you're more likely to hit a group of people that really engage with that. Because you have to remember these algorithms, it's the same thing as like with Facebook ads. They're showing it to people and then out of that 250, so like if they're going to show it to 1,000 and they show it to 200 first and they go, this group of the 200 really engaged and this group didn't, let's find more people like the group that engaged. And then they're going to try and show it to that group. And so you're basically, when you have a bigger following, like you have a bigger chance of like finding that engaged group and hitting those metrics. But it's, it's why somebody with has never posted before can post a video and go viral, right? Right. And yeah. the example I gave you was I had a client, <clears throat> fourth video ever, 3.7 million. He added $80,000 in recurring revenue because we had taught him how to do the funnel and all the stuff that you mentioned. Like we taught him he right. had that right. monetization thing in place. Um, but the reason, um, that's kind of the background, but the reason that it's not always a good testing thing is because they're showing your video to 200 people, 500 people. What if they show it to the wrong segment? What if they show it to a group of people that's not interested in that? Now you think you have a bad video. And so the YouTube training or video that you were watching, they were like, Alex posts on Twitter, he posts on TikTok, he sees what works, and then he moves that over to Instagram and YouTube. So he was like, you know, we posted 280 videos on TikTok and Twitter, and only four of those posts made it to YouTube and Instagram. Well, that's all well and good, but sometimes a video doesn't perform and then on TikTok and then you can repost it and it blows up. And I've seen right. that. I've had a video that didn't perform, but I was like, this one should have performed because I had another one like it perform and then that, that had 30,000. And then when I reposted the crappy video, it hit a hundred thousand. Right. So that's kind of why like it's not a good testing thing, but it is in the fact that it's safe. Like if you're posting on TikTok, it's not like posting on your Facebook profile. Your grandma and your friends from high school and your mom and dad and everybody aren't there and they aren't seeing it. And you can block it so that way you're not being recommended to your contacts and stuff, which you should do. That's actually better for growth. So like it's a safe place, same with Twitter. It's a safe place to post without feeling the fear of like judgment from others. And when you post you can find out what is working and what's not working. And so you'll find certain subjects work better than others. Like you talked about, we're really good at the products and the conversion of products and that kind of stuff. That's great. We are good at that. Content about how to grow on social media is always going to outperform content on how to monetize your following on social media because right, there's yeah. more people that want to grow for different reasons. And there's more people that are at the beginner stage. It's just a bigger pool of people. So anyway, I know we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we got to wrap. We got a meeting, meeting but, but we can go into this a lot more depth on another episode because I think it's an interesting topic, but it's 
yeah, you should test on those places, but you got to remember that a signal that something is performing well generally means that content on that topic will perform well on another platform, but it doesn't mean that video or TikTok will, or tweet will perform well on the other platform because it's about the subject matter, but now you need to repurpose it. You can repurpose it and see how it does, but you, it'd be better if you created something native for the other platform. On the flip side, if something's not working on a platform, especially TikTok, that doesn't mean that it's not, it can't, doesn't have viral potential on another platform or there. It just means that that segment didn't see it. Right. And that's why it's always harder for newer creators than big creators, because they just don't have the audience to get the initial response from. If you have a million followers, then you're going to find out whether something's a good piece of content or not, because you're going to get the initial engagement from your follower group. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I want to dive into it more. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like we are, like I said, we're going to roll out a ton of content. I kind of, sometimes I don't like the algorithm stuff. GSM, so like, I think it, for me, I just want to put out really good content and maybe that's not the good, a good strategy anymore, but I think it is like, I, I, there's just certain things over the years. Like I know if I talk about cars, like it's going to blow up because people just sure. have an opinion about, so like, I'm going to try to rely on that, but I want to try to mix in some of that with like, you know, some of the, the algorithm kind of, I'm not going to say gaming, but like some of the strategic algorithm stuff that you talk about a lot. So it's going to be interesting, yeah. but uh, we'll, I think you we'll need go both. To, so that'll be yeah. a good, that'll be a good topic. So we'll, yeah. we'll put a pin in it and come back next week. It, you know, cliffhanger, if you don't want to miss out on that, <laughs> yeah. definitely subscribe to the podcast, any podcast platform, subscribe on YouTube. Um, one, you're going to see more of our content. We've got daily clips and exclusive content there. Um, so check that out and uh, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out.